0: My name is Julie Turney, and this is HR Sound Off, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent HR topics. But ultimately, we will be settling some of the many misconceptions that people have about the human resources profession. Some weeks you will hear from my guests, and other times it will be just you and me in the sound booth. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's sound off. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of HR Sound Off. I am so honored to have today's guest. The stories I could tell, I don't even know where to begin, <laughs> how to talk about my guest today, other than to say my friend, Tracy Sponenberg, and where do I begin? So I met Tracy, Tracy last year uh, through Enrique Rubio doing a a fireside chat on how we as HR professionals brand ourselves being introverts, ambiverts, and extroverts. Ended up meeting Tracy and Eric Kershaw and recognizing very quickly that all three of us were introverts, talking about introverts, extroverts, and ambiverts. And we we became fast friends from that moment till now. We have never met physically but we continue to support and take care of each other in our triplet space. Yes, Mm -hmm. we are triplets. We are now brother and sister, fully connected. Welcome to the sound booth, Tracy Sponenberg. How are you? Thank you.
1: I'm doing pretty good today. Thanks, Julie. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm doing pretty good.
0: I think today's episode for me is more about friendships and networking, understanding what an HR community really is all about. And I feel like these are the things that we'll we'll share as we have our conversation today, Tracy. But before we get started down that rabbit hole, I would love for you to tell our audience some, a little bit about yourself. How did you get here? What's your HR story? How did you get into HR? Where are you now?
1: Sure. So
0: um, I'm this
1: is weird. I was talking to Joey Price about this um, last week that I always knew what I wanted to do. I, I'm a, an HR lifer, and I think that's a little bit unusual. So, yes, it is. yes. yes. Uh, and Joey's actually one of the few people I know um, who is also the same way. But I had an aunt who, when I was in high school, she was in personnel. And so we called it personnel back right. then. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is way back in the late 80s. And I thought that was really interesting because I had a real strong interest in psychology. Uh, we all say it's a little bit of a cliche, but it's true, right? You have to love people, we love people. Yes. And, but I also love business. So I really loved trying to figure out how that worked. So I, once I learned about that, I learned that that could really combine all of those things for me. So when I went to college, I, went with the goal of studying and learning. I majored in psychology but focused on uh, industrial and organizational psychology so I went with the goal of working in the human resources field after college Mm and I was lucky enough to get an internship um, through networking, not my own networking, my dad's networking um, okay. Through for UPS. I worked okay. there um, for a few years, large global company, worked there for a few years during college, mm-hmm. um, which was terrific, gave me some great experience. And then I worked there for about five years after college. And I realized that I would end up on the Alaskan preload, which is not necessarily where I want to be because looking back in it, I see it was a great thing, but Mm -hmm. what UPS did was rotate you through different disciplines so that I couldn't stay in HR necessarily, which is what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. In hindsight, I realized why they did that and they were really far ahead of their time, I think, Uh, but I wanted to stay in HR. So I left and became an HR director for a Mm -hmm. newspaper and publishing company as a department of one for a number of years and then worked for a a company that was kind of pivoting out of a startup mode into a fast growing mode. It tripled in, in revenue during the time I was there. Okay. Um, had a short stint in a law firm uh, running uh, administration, which was quite wild and an interesting <laughs> challenge. And then now I work for the Granite Group, which is a company that sells plumbing, heating, cooling water, and propane supplies. We have 45 locations all over the Northeast. Wow. So a pretty good size. So it's been an interesting journey and done lots of bits and pieces of things along the way
0: wow thank you so much for sharing your story Tracy and I gotta I gotta ask you as with the wealth of experience that you have gathered over the years would you have done anything differently no nope Okay. No, I, I really
1: think, you know, you look back at moments and you think, oh, I wish I did that. I wish I did that. But if I changed one thing going back, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be where I am now. And, and right. you and I have talked about this. Yes. It took me a long time to get to feeling comfortable in my own skin and where I am. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing.
0: Yeah, wonderful. And you are also a public speaker. Yes, yes. What do you talk about? to people.
1: A reluctant public speaker. Um <laughs> <I> th- <laughs> We're in that space together. Yes, we are. <laughs> I fell into it. I fell into it. I, co- I co-presented four years ago and uh, thought it would go nowhere. Never, ever, ever aspired to do it. Mm-hmm. But the feedback I got from that and not, hey, great job. There was some of that. But the feedback in, thank you so much for talking about that. And thank you. Here's my story was just incredible. Yeah. So I co-presented it a number of times before I did it on my own. And so I've done a number of different things, but for the most part, most of my speaking centers around a few different things, uh, HR technology. Mm-hmm. That's by far what I get asked to speak on the most. That's what I spoke on at Sherm. Right, it still baffles me, but, um, that, uh, employer branding, I speak mm-hmm. on a fair amount, mm-hmm. um, uh, general HR issues. I'm doing a webinar next week. That's general HR issues. Um, and I talk quite a bit about my own personal journey and I have a right. number of other things too, but I talk a, a bit about that. That. And I think, yeah. I think that's because there aren't a ton of speakers who are practitioners. There certainly right. are some, but there aren't a lot. And there aren't, particularly in the HR tech space, there aren't a lot of people talking about that from a, a entry-level perspective and, uh-huh. and meaning that a lot of people talking about that are consultants or are uh, the companies themselves, not yeah. people like me who didn't know what the hell they were doing and went through yeah. it and... Um, and figured stuff out.
0: Mm -hmm. What did figuring stuff out look like for you when you, when you talk about HR tech, what was some of your journey where that was concerned?
1: So I I talk about this once in a while that um, I'm not an HR tech expert by any means. I don't actually call myself an expert in anything. I think that's for other people to put on us, Mm -hmm. but um, what I'm pretty good at is just figuring stuff out, just figuring stuff out. And I looked at the technology is solving a problem we had. And my I've done a little in my past company, but my current right. company, we did a complete overhaul and we had 51 pages of new hire packets. We had things getting faxed in. We had things being completed wrong. And, and the, just the whole experience for a new mm-hmm. hire wasn't great. The experience mm-hmm. for employees wasn't great. Mm-hmm. And so we took away that administrative burden and found a better way to do it. And we did that mm-hmm. through technology. And we continue to iterate now and, and go through so using an agile term. Yeah, and we continue to iterate and, and and uh, <laughs> go through that now uh-huh. and uh, look at every single thing we're doing. Does it add value? Is it meaningful to our people? And looking at that through the whole employee experience. So I didn't yeah. really necessarily come at it a, a technology lens, but right. technology solved some of our business problems, and, mm-hmm. and that's where I came upon technology.
0: Yeah, awesome. And what would be your advice to any HR professional trying to get through that digital transformation within their organization? What advice would you give them?
1: I think it it looks a little different depending on the organization you're in. And and Mm -hmm. a lot of my speaking is toward the smaller and medium-sized business because a lot of the advice is toward the larger size business. And and so I think the biggest piece of advice is, is don't go it alone. Do things like network, um, crowdsource information, uh, go to when we can go to, uh, conferences in person or go to virtual Mm -hmm. conferences, learn Mm -hmm. from vendors, just try to Try to learn yourself first, I guess is what I'm getting at. Educate yeah. yourself because yes. it's really challenging to jump in first. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, as well as I do as HR professionals, we aren't always great at that. You have mm-hmm. to really, ironically, you have to learn in or yourself in order to bring your organization forward. But sometimes we're too busy in the day-to-day to Absolutely. learn about the things that could help us fix yeah. the day-to-day.
0: Absolutely. But that's great advice because I think that, which brings us to the point of our conversation today about networking. Um, one of the things that I know you always encourage me to do is to get on Twitter. If there's one place for sure that you know your HR community is sitting and is going to be ready to answer any question you have, give you any kind of feedback, it's Twitter. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm now learning the value of going on there, asking questions and seeing what my HR community has to say there. So I take to your point about, you know, networking and, and finding out, you know, what how you can get that help and that support definitely comes through that virtual networking, face to face networking when you can do it. Yeah. So let's plunge into mm-hmm our (laughs) HR community and and networking and and how we do that as HR professionals. Because, and the reason why I wanna talk about this with you Tracy, because I find that like us as HR professionals, um, a lot of us find it very difficult to ask for help. A lot of us find it think we are we, we have to know it all, therefore we can 't come across as though we need help and we can 't be seen as weak. What has been your experience as you have developed your your ability to network and your community? Sure, so my networking ability was pretty
1: horrible, (laughs) so (laughs) horrific. I was going to say something else, but I'm not sure if I can, I'm not sure if I can swear, but, um, well, I know I can. I definitely can. I'm not sure if I should. Um, So, I definitely can do that a lot, but um, I was terrible. I didn't. I'm an introvert, as you are, and so I always thought that that meant that I couldn't. So, and even though it was, so it was difficult and I didn't try. So I lived in my comfort zone for 40 plus years, and Mm -hmm. think throughout the years I went to maybe one business after hours event and stuck like glue to someone and and that's kind of what I would do if I was forced to go to events like that uh-huh. you know things that were my company events where yeah. I knew everybody that was okay uh-huh. um I remember about four years ago I went to a, an industry event it was an industry event for women in my industry and I was trying to soak up all that I could about the industry because it was very different from somewhere that I had been Mm -hmm. before and so it was all women I'm like this is going to be great so they had a networking and they called it that it was a networking cocktail hour and Uh I don't drink um so that in and of itself is a little when everybody's drinking wine is a little odd for me but um I'm over that now four years ago I wasn't so I walk in didn't know a soul. I look around and everybody's talking to other people. Um, And so I left and I went right back to my hotel room and sat there for a half hour and just went, you know, God, this is awful. What am I doing? And, you know, I, I, had to really force myself to go back in and I went closer to dinner time and I just kind of found some people that looked friendly and attached myself to them. (laughs) And it was, it was fine. Mm -hmm. Um, that first year was a bit of a challenge. I, I felt a little bit alone. Um, the next year I went with somebody and that was a little bit easier. And then the next year I didn't, um, go with someone, but I had met people. So it was really, um, it really kind of built, but that first year was really, really terrible. And mm-hmm. I think about that a lot. There was only four years ago, mm-hmm. uh, but I think of that a lot as a turning point because I really missed out. I really missed out on mm-hmm. because of my own fear and thinking I couldn't do that. So, right. And then, you know, I had felt for years and years, and I've been in HR for 25 years, but, um, and I've worked in New Hampshire most of that. I haven't, I have certain friends and we have our our Rebels group, but I hadn't felt embraced by the general community. And that sounds strange. Yeah. Um, No, not at all. um, I hadn't felt embraced. So I just didn't feel like, I felt like I looked at HR differently. I feel mm-hmm. like I look at HR the way we should people first, you know, policies, you know, maybe you Absolutely. need them, maybe you don't, but maybe yeah. so, but we're there's a lot of folks that are more compliance driven than, than people driven. And mm-hmm. so I just felt kind of alone. So it wasn't until I found the HR community, the greater HR community that I really felt embraced. And, right. and Mary, Mary Kaler from Sherm was a big part of that when I spoke mm-hmm. at an, um, uh, HR tech, she, I literally ran into her in an elevator and uh, coming out of an elevator. And she's like, I was going to the expo floor. didn't know anyone went all alone. She's like, come with me. It'll be fun. I'll introduce. And she introduced me to everyone and she was just so great. So having that extrovert partner. And so I met all kinds of new people that I just knew from Twitter and, and LinkedIn and, and whatnot. And then it just kind of built from there. And I slowly started to get more and more comfortable doing that and now i think um I- I'm a pretty good networker. It's harder in person. It's pretty easy for me now online because it's a very comfortable space for introverts. And even though I try to get outside, um, I'm a connector. I love Mm -hmm. connecting people. So if Mm -hmm. somebody needs a job and somebody else has one and I know them both, I have no hesitation reaching out and putting people together. So I look at networking kind of like that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I, I really resonate. A lot of what you said, if not all resonates with me being an introvert, it's one of those things that I've always struggled with. And just as you listen to you talk about your experience in terms of networking, um, I think it's one of the things that I've really struggled with. And for a very long time, like you, I felt alone in the HR space because I felt like what I was doing was so different, number one, because I really do believe in putting people over process. I'm not very heavily policy-driven in the way that I practice HR at all. I'm just about what's right for people. And um, even in my even in the Caribbean, in my HR space, in going to HR associations and stuff like that, I still felt very much alone. And it wasn't until I met, I started to network outside of the Caribbean. um, I recognized that there were people who were like me I'm now realizing that there are people in the Caribbean who are like me and that's because of how I have put myself out there now there are more people coming to me and going hey Julie you know what you're saying really resonates with me really appreciate that post or whatever the case may be but for a long time I didn't feel like I had a place Mm -hmm. I didn't feel it was a place for people centric HR in the Caribbean, I didn't feel that way. It felt very, it feels very heavy and very policy-driven, very union-driven, industrial relations-driven. And I personally have a problem with that because I feel like if we do right by people and we just focus on doing right by people, people will perform mm-hmm. as opposed to being tied to a policy or a collective. hundred percent. That's personally how I feel about it. And I know there's a lot of my audience who are in the, from the Caribbean probably like, what is she on right now if yeah. you listen to me? But that's how I feel. As yeah. a HR professional, I feel if you put people first and you forget about the policies, you know what is legally binding to you, anything above and beyond that, your employees are going to appreciate. And what stops you from going above and beyond that? actually nothing right nothing and understanding your business so so networking for me has grown over time um and through meeting people like you i have greatly benefited from your knowledge your experience and the knowledge and experience from from everyone who has come my way since Hacking each other. <laughs> I really, and, and to... that's not that long ago, right?
1: I You've know. done an incredible yeah. job, and and it Thank really. You. It doesn't take long to really find your, your network. It really no. doesn't take long if no. you just put yourself out there, which is the hardest part. Yeah. I was in, in I was one of those policy driven professionals chasing people around to sign forms and don't forget about the handbook and like the <laughs> handbook was always the most important thing. Everything yeah. that was the Bible. You couldn't do a thing. Mm-hmm. You could not do a thing if it wasn't in the handbook. And then my, you know, my evolution was, was gradual, but Mm-hmm. all of a sudden kind of at once and and so I was that so I understand that person and yeah. then you know when I uh, came on that and kind of focused mm-hmm. on the right thing um, I think that's when I felt alone before then I wasn't doing anything so right. when I was like that I wasn't doing anything but that's when I felt alone I'm like that's yeah. not right we shouldn't be doing things this way and mm-hmm. um, so that's I, I know exactly what you mean and I think it's there's a lot of different reasons, and that's a whole other, yeah. um, a whole other podcast probably. But Absolutely. it's, I you know exactly
0: what you mean. Exactly yeah, what you mean. For sure. Let's let's talk a little bit about LinkedIn. Mm. So we're both on LinkedIn and doing our thing on LinkedIn. I, I must say, I think again, my development of posting on LinkedIn has happened mainly within the last maybe year or so where I've really started to you know put myself out there on LinkedIn recognizing that I think I joined LinkedIn in 2012 and I just think like for the last eight years I wasted so much time when I really didn't understand the benefit of connecting on LinkedIn there are over 18 million HR professionals on LinkedIn as of today from all over the world and we make those connections one of the things one of the things i love to see i love to see your post on when you meet different people and you always say i never met this person face to face Mm -hmm. but i've connected with this person and taught me through that process taught me through what inspired you to start to post and help people to connect because a lot of the people that i've met now i've met as a result of your posts about you meeting this person or that person, the next person. And then I you tag the person in your post and then I just go and I go, okay, Tracy's getting to know this person, probably someone I wanna know. How did that yeah, that's pretty, that's really pretty new. And actually me posting on
1: um, LinkedIn like that is new in the past couple of years. So yeah. I used to like, I always say like, comment, share, mm-hmm. um, and then write your own. And I don't say share anymore because of the whole like algorithm. Those yeah. posts don't get viewed. So you put that in your own post. And so I figured it out And and sort of my... Because I learn more by being connected to more people, so sort of my own goal was post something every day, and mm-hmm. I like to write, but I have zero patience, so writing in really small things is is really um, helpful to me, mm-hmm. so I try to do a mix of things like my own things like that i'm I'm speaking or whatever a, an event coming up, um, my company, and then uh, other people so if I can highlight something like you and I talk and i' did this with you, you and I talk and, um, you know, I write about something that I learned, I tag you and then inevitably somebody in my network will be introduced to you. And I'm Mm -hmm. connecting to people that, um, that really should know each other. And Mm -hmm. that happened, I think that happened by accident. And I can't remember the first thing that I wrote about, but certainly it's increased during the past several months, um, because I've had the ability to do this. I used to meet people for coffee as often as I could and mm-hmm. that can't happen quite so much yeah. but I've been able to meet people virtually and open up my world and yeah. um, so that's that's pretty neat and I absolutely love it when you can mm-hmm. connect um, and I love it when I see like you wrote about somebody that mm-hmm. you know I had w- written about and yes. um, that's really really fun when your world expands like that.
0: Absolutely you know it's so funny you recently wrote about Joey Price Yeah, um, I I actually I am connected to Joey Price and through uh, I think I connected with him through Dr. Tina M. Session and then I lost, you know, sometimes you connect with people you lose um, the connectivity or you don't reach out further and it wasn't until your post recently about your conversation with him that I was like, you know what Um, because I remember initially researching him Going and seeing that he had a YouTube channel and you know he talks about different things from the HR space and he usually has a new segment sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, this guy I need to reach out to. He was on my wish list for the podcast mm-hmm. for ages ago, and it wasn't until your post recently that kind of refreshed back in my mind. Yes, I wanted to reach out to Joy Price to ask him to be on my podcast, and I actually commented in your post and said, "No, Joy Price." <laughs> Do this show, and he was like, Let's do it. And I was like, Yes! So awesome, awesome, good for that. Joy Price is coming to sound off with me. So, oh, good. Was Tara another one? Was Tara Furiani? I wonder if she Tara or did you Furiani, know her already? I know I met Tara Furiani through you. Um, and it just so happened that she also knows. Madison Butler mm-hmm. he actually told me she and Madison are neighbors but I didn't meet her mm-hmm. through Madison I actually met her through you so <clears throat> and Madison's somebody that I'd like to know that I'm only connected with on, uh, online oh, no, and she's amazing guess. amazing yes, yes i've had madison on my podcast and absolutely amazing lady and i told her she has to come back as well but she recently did the podcast with another friend of mine katrina collier uh, on friday and they were talking about d and i and you know she was giving mm-hmm. her experience on there about threats that she's received and stuff it's like that unbelievable um, it's just it's just for having a voice. Oh. And, you know so i mean yes so definitely if you need me to plug that for you i will happily connect you (laughs) with madison butler don't you worry so yeah and the this is the power of connection that i am talking about people this is how we you know people so like a lot of people say oh you got to be extroverted to network Mm -hmm. and connect Tracy, and myself, are living proofs that you don't have to be because we are not by any stretch of the imagination extroverts. I am a homebody. I could be home all day, every day. It would be okay for me. And I think that's the same truth for Tracy. When we have to go out and yep. physically network with people, that's a huge thing for us. Yes. And then how we, take our, how we deal with our downtime after that is a huge thing for us. So this isn't something that we're talking about as experts today. It took us time to get here and, and do the things that we're doing now. But LinkedIn, the power of LinkedIn, can we talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, I, some of the things you've benefited from from being on LinkedIn? So I... I
1: It's weird. I just started by liking, commenting, and sharing, but it wasn't until I wrote my own post that I think people connected to that. You know, somebody reads it, and then somebody else reads it, and then when you write a post, and so many people do, it gets highlighted and that gets sent to people. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, LinkedIn suggested I changed my. default to follow so I have more followers and I do connections now right. which is which is sort of wild to me so I have people following it who i 'm not because I changed my thought on connections in terms of I, I really want it to be a connection I want there to be some type of reason for us to be connected and I was a little more open in the past and I learned that a lot from Steve Brown who's really good about that and and so i 'm a little more um, selective about and I 'll take anyone in HR anyone in HR but I'm a little more selective beyond that. Um, And so I I like to say that anything kind of cool that happened in my life, um, my work life has happened because of LinkedIn. So really anything outside of that. And I do, you know, I did the disrupt HR. Mm -hmm. um, I have a podcast. I have, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have do a lot of speaking. I the speaking usually people find me on linkedin so right. that usually comes from somebody finding me on linkedin and um you know people think of it as a job site and certainly you know that is great and that is one reason and i people reach out to me although i'm happily employed um but all of the <laughs> all of the other things that um that happened just happened because of that level of visibility Mm -hmm. but more importantly than that I think it are the connections that I've made and the messages that I get from people like or who comment or who send a private message because I've gotten more vulnerable as the years have gone on past Mm -hmm. couple of years about Mm -hmm. what I share and somehow relating it to business but like Mm -hmm. Grief when I talked about, you know, my, my mom died recently, and, yeah. and I, I shared a couple of things um, about that and, and yeah. my surprise and how the, the workplace handled that, and my regret in mm-hmm. how I had treated that in the past. And yeah. and so, things like that, when I post about personal, deeply personal things like that, it's really hard for me. Yeah. Um, but it's really important because. Yeah if I can get one person to think or to change their mind and how they do something or to look at something with an open mind or an open heart, Mm -hmm. that's really worth it to me. And so that's, that's what I see the value in LinkedIn is those connections and, and, you know, people thinking and, and, um, being moved and I have a particular passion for people to who were like I was who are yeah. policy driven mm-hmm. to move to being people driven so I write a lot about my my past experience and my mistakes and mm-hmm. and things like that
0: thank you so much for sharing those because then we, that's how we learn right mm-hmm. yes absolutely so Tracy tell us what are you reading <coughs> watching listening to right now that you think many other HR pros would benefit from
1: Oh boy! So we could <laughs> go down deep into a rabbit hole of all of you know <laughs> the shows I've binged and 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 whatnot. Um, uh, you know, podcasts are huge now, and yours yes. is terrific. And and I you're see. obviously I haven't listened to your episode yet, but I love uh, HR Social Hour. Uh huh. Um, that's a great podcast, so I would definitely recommend that. I love yeah. Tara's uh, not the HR lady the HR show. Lady, the wolf, yes. it's mm-hmm. wonderful, yeah. and she she is someone I admire so much because she is just, she's unafraid and bold mm-hmm. and that's something that I'm still working on. And, and she's also um,
0: very unapologetic for the things
1: she said. And I love it. She should yeah. be. Yeah, she should be. And I, I I absolutely, I love her. I legitimately love her and she's one of my favorite people. She is my favorite person. Uh-huh. No, she's one of my favorite people I never met because there's you. So <laughs> I tell her she's my favorite person. But then I was like, well, there's Julie. So, and I met Eric. So, uh, I met Eric at last year. Uh-huh. So uh, book-wise, I've read, I read and would highly recommend both of Steve Brown's books, yeah. HR on Purpose and HR Rising. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to read your book. And then, so I think I, in a personal level, and this is, you know, a little bit um, deeper, but I think uh, I'm white And I'm reading a lot, or I have been reading a lot. I read The Memo uh, Mm -hmm. by Minda Hart. I read, I'm uh, I'm reading How to Be an Anti-Racist. And I'm trying to consume as many Books, articles, um, podcasts—you name it. On, on things that I need to grow, and, and part of that is focused around um, diversity, equity, inclusion, and, and belonging, and things that we need to do to look at ourselves and improve ourselves and mm-hmm. help move the world forward. So, I—I I, I am a huge believer in we can't move our companies forward, and we can't really do good by our companies unless we do that ourselves and are willing to l- take a hard look at ourselves and our mistakes and be willing to open ourselves up to critique and criticism and feedback. And so I, I try to learn um, in my blind spots and move forward and, and really
0: embrace that. Oh, that's really big of you, Tracy. I know a lot of people just ignore those blind spots, but you're actually trying to fill in those gaps and make a difference. And. I gotta commend you for that, that's huge. So well done to you. Trying, trying. That's all you can do, nothing beats a try. So what is the biggest misconception about HR that really bothers you, that you wanna set the record straight on right here, right now, today?
1: Uh, I think that there's a at least in my area and I'm in the the northeast at least in New Hampshire probably north there's a still a real feeling of HR and as um, administration mm-hmm. they're the people that you go to to fill out benefits paperwork they're the people that you go to to fill out new hire paperwork mm-hmm. um, they're the people that you go to to cry in the office and certainly there may be some of that but mm-hmm. you know what HR really is it's 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 coaching, it's developing, it's mentoring, it's training, it's business. We're Mm -hmm. business function. And I think there are a lot of people who see HR as something that it was 30 years ago or more. And um, we're so much more than that. We're the heart of the company, really.
0: Well, I say it all the time. Bricks, mortar, cornerstone, Mm -hmm. heart, however you want to put it. Yep, HR at heart. Right? That, so. That's right. That's right. That's where it came from. <laughs> so, Tracy, where can our beautiful people find you on social media? So I'm.
1: You can find me on LinkedIn. Just pretty easy to find there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tracy Spawn, and it's Tracy with an I E. Mm-hmm. And I also have a website that. Now I need to update as I'm thinking of it that I have my kind of past articles and things like that and future speaking engagements. and that's Tracy And you can also find me at hrrebooted.com with my friend Michelle and our, our podcast there.
0: Awesome. That's um, Michelle Strasberger, right? Michelle Strasberger, yes. Yeah, who I also met through you thank yes. You so <laughs> wow, Tracy you have survived your time in the sound booth for today. Yeah, that flew. Yes. That was great. Yeah, you've survived it for today. <laughs> you have to come back because, You touched on so many things that I feel are very important for us to talk about in the HR community. And one of the things that I really admire about you, that you also post about, which I think is very important for HR professionals, is the relationship that you have with your boss.
1: Yes. And that I could do a whole separate thing on. That's so, yes. I think so that that's critical. Be
0: the next thing that we're going to okay. talk about the next time you come in the sound booth, is it important for HR to have that relationship with their key stakeholders? What does that relationship look like? Because I feel like the relationship that you have um, and that you share with us on social media, as it relates to your boss is an admirable one. And it's one that people should aspire to, to having with their, leadership especially if they want to have a long relationship in their organizations will you come back and have that conversation with me tracy absolutely absolutely i look forward to it until then thank you so much for being here today having these conversations with me thank you so much for being in my network and thank you for being my friend i really do appreciate you and i look forward to the day that we meet
1: I can't wait. I'm down there as soon as I <laughs> it's, it's like December, happen. January, February. We have a vaccine. I'm flying to Barbados. Alrighty. There
0: we go. You've heard it. We're holding her to that. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us in the sound booth today. I hope that you found this information from this episode useful. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Julie Turney. That's I-A-M Julie Turney. And you can find this episode or this show on most digital platforms. Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Thanks to Anchor FM and Rock Solid Entertainment for helping me to put this content together for you. And I will see you again when we next sound off.